0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Happy Body Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke. Are you struggling with changes in your body? Maybe you've just hit your 30s or 40s and you've gained weight, but no matter how much you hit the gym or eat kale, the scale will not budge. Well, hey, I have a solution for you. I'm a hypno-coach and I help women just like you every single day change the way their brains think to get results in the body that actually stick. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, I have a very special guest with me today. I'm super excited to introduce Laura. She's a client of mine who has had some incredible success with overcoming anxiety. I'll let her tell you what that means to her. What is overcoming anxiety? What does that look like? Does it mean it's cured or does it mean that you just relate to it differently? So we're going to dive into all of that today. I'm really excited, Laura. Welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm flattered to be chatting with you today. And, you know, we've known each other for so long. So it's nice to be able to put our heads together on a podcast. I'm glad that you're putting it together in
0: this format. Well, you know, I love to talk. (laughs) Talk away. (laughs) Will you tell our listeners where you were at before we started working together? When you first reached out to me, what were you feeling? What were you struggling with?
1: When I came to you, one of the top things that I realized I had been neglecting in my life was properly dealing with my anxiety And uh, something that I've struggled with for as long as I can remember, and you and I have talked about this too, just the identity around having anxiety. And like, you know, when I first was diagnosed as having it, I just kind of thought, okay, this is just something that I have. And something that I will have to deal with my whole life. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and to identify that. But up until I started working with you, I was given medication, which saved me in multiple situations, but I didn't really feel like there were any tools that I had been exposed to that actually helped me get to the root of it and be able to combat it in the moment and throughout my life. And so that was the main thing that I wanted to work on. And honestly, when I came to you, like, I'm trying to put myself in that mindset a couple years ago, I think part of my issue was that I didn't really know where my anxiety was stemming from. In some ways I did, you know, work stressful, this certain thing stressed me out, but I felt like I had this underlying, these feelings are coming out and like, I can't pinpoint where they're coming from. And I can't really pinpoint what to do about them. You know, Mm. my job's stressful, but I have to work. And so it just didn't seem like something that I, could look at from a bird's eye and be like, these are the steps that I can take to make things better.
0: That wow. Sense? Thank you for describing that. You hit the nail on the head that puts into words something that I felt years ago before doing this work. You feel like the anxiety is just who you are and you're stuck in it. And it's almost like this low grade, constant, always in the back of your mind living there. Mm-hmm. And- We don't realize that there's all these little things that happen throughout our day, the way we live in today's world, these little micro stressors that are kind of like poking our fight or flight system. And when we start to become acutely aware, so much of this is about awareness, Mm -hmm. observing, starting to observe your inner thoughts, observe your bodily sensation when certain triggers come up. I remember the very first time I actually recognized the moment I was triggered by something that was said in a meeting and my entire body responded and I walked out and I went into my office and instead of just feeling spiral anxiety, I thought, oh, interesting. This person said X, Y, and Z and my body responded like this. And for the first time in my life, I was able to see it happen as opposed to just being in it.
1: Yeah, I think that's like a lot of people that don't struggle with anxiety, maybe don't realize it's something that at times before you're able to start dealing with it and managing it, it can come out of nowhere. There have been so many times in my life where I have no idea why I'm stressed out. Logically speaking, there's nothing to be worried about. Inside, I'm panicking and I have no idea why. So it's nice when you could identify this happened. And that's why I feel anxious because at least you know where it's from. It's very exhausting and overwhelming when you're Mm -hmm. just like, I can't. I can't pinpoint where this is coming from. And so that's why I think doing hypnotherapy just got me super in tune with my thoughts and my thought processes and my beliefs and where those are coming from and then my triggers. And it was the first time that I felt like I could make sense of where Mm -hmm. things were coming from, or if they felt like they were coming from nowhere, being able to talk myself down be like, you have nothing to worry about. Let's, Let's take a deep breath,
0: you know? Yeah, and just start to watch those stories that we tell over and over again and you start to be like, "Wait a second. Is this true? Or even if it were somewhat true, is it helpful? What if I changed that story?" You really start looking at all of those from that birds-eye view. You it's almost like you pull yourself out of it and you observe it. And I'm sure you've experienced this in our sessions when we actually do the hypnosis part, which is essentially like a guided meditation. All systems can kind of slow down. Because hypnosis activates parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. So it allows us to move into this calm, focused space. So you're aware, you're not unconscious, which is another misconception of what hypnosis is. You don't necessarily go unconscious, you're aware, but everything slows down and you're able to start seeing the thought processes and relating to them differently. And then you can start working with them. So where do you feel you are now with the anxiety? What do you, what has been your success with that?
1: So I don't know if I've actually told you this yet, but as of about maybe a month and a half ago, I'm actually completely off anxiety medication for the first time since college. <laughs> and so it's been like a huge wow. win for me. And I think that like, I don't think there's anything wrong with medication. It's it's saved me in so many situations. It helps so many people. But now being able to have the tools where I know how to identify my triggers, if it's a false narrative, I know how to kind of calm myself out of it. If it's true narrative, I know how to deal with it. And I'm not saying it's perfect all the time, but it's it's in a way that I'm like, if I get a little anxiety, I I know what to do. And I have the tools in my toolkit to Mm -hmm. be able to work on it. Whereas I feel like for years I was just kind of numbing myself, like it. I yeah. was just like, oh, I have these feelings. How do I turn them off? As opposed to, why am I having these feelings? So it's. It's such a cathartic experience now where I used to, when I started feeling anxiety coming on, it would just spiral because it was just like, why is this? What's going to happen? What am I going to think? My mind, I didn't realize was just going to so many crazy conclusions. Mm. And I was so unaware of my thought patterns. And I think you and I talked about this at one session too. It's almost like I had been sleepwalking for 34 years. I had no control over my mind. I would just react and my brain would be like, you're doing a terrible job. Your boss (laughs) hates you. this and that. And I was just you just let it all build without being able to reel it back in. And so it's cool now to be able to identify that. And that was kind of my first big learning with working with you was just learning your thought processes and paying attention to that. Some people like, you know, maybe have gone to therapy or are just more intentional and in tune with themselves, but I wasn't. So like, I was just like,
0: Nobody teaches us when we're little girls, right? Nobody pulls us aside and says, oh, just so you know, there's going to be this voice that's narrating your whole life. But just because that voice says something doesn't mean it's true. You can actually control the voice. You can relate to the voice. Nobody ever said that.
1: And by the way, she's a huge (laughs) bitch. She's a huge (laughs) bitch. And you know, she's
0: trying to protect you. She is trying to just keep us safe. That's the negativity bias that wants to keep us from dying, essentially. It's primitive, but she, she's kind of a bitch. And when yeah. you start relating to her differently, everything changes. Now, okay, let me say something really quickly for our listeners, what Laura just shared. That's amazing about how you feel and how you've been able to get off of medication. I always caveat this, that medication is, if that's something that helps you. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing to be on it. There's a time and a place for that. I know when I was on my medication, it helped me develop these tools. I could get into a grounded enough space to experience this before I decided to work with my doctor and very slowly get off of them. But Laura, it's interesting because when you first came to me, you didn't come to me saying, I want to get off anxiety medication. That was not even on your radar. You were like, no, I, I want to saw do that better.
1: like, Yeah, I mean, not that I didn't think it was a possibility, but I was diagnosed with this. And so this is what I take. And it was, and I honestly, I remember talking to, I'm not knocking doctors by any means, but I just feel like I didn't really have the good tools to really dig in there. Yes. Rather than just let's turn off these feelings. I just never had like someone just give me the tools in such a way that it was explained on how it works and how your mind works. And this is why this is happening. And yeah, the medication really helped me. But having the tools has just been like
0: insane. It's a relief. It's such a relief when you realize that you're not at the effect of it. Emotion is just energy in motion. So I would say probably one of the biggest things I teach, and I don't know, Laura, you can can tell me what you think really stuck with you, but I think we're all raised to disconnect from those feelings. We label certain emotions as bad anger, frustration, anxiety, bad, right? Push it down. Don't feel it. And the more we push it down, it ends up leaking in other ways. So anxiety becomes this low grade leaking of all of these emotions that have been ignored and disconnected and not listened to that you're just holding in your body. And so when you learn to look at them and not judge them as good or bad, oh, there's anger, oh, there's some jitterness in my heart. I'm feeling, my heart's beating. I'm breathing shallow. I'm feeling a little anxious. Okay, we recognize it's there. Right. We become aware of it and we investigate it. And then we start to nourish ourselves, offer ourselves something inward that can soothe us in that moment. And that's where inner child work comes in, where we talk to that little girl within us. It's the little girl within us that never learned it's okay to feel things.
1: Right. Right. Definitely. And that was, yeah, I think just like our generation, it was very across the board. Don't Mm -hmm. get mad. Don't be sad. If you're sad, stop crying. Like what's wrong with you? And I always felt like I grew up with a pretty nice childhood. I never really thought there was anything I needed to go dig under the hood to really Mm -hmm. cope with. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that everyone has these suppressed emotions. Whether they're from childhood or maybe even from four years ago that you just never properly dealt with, they're still there. And- My healing process, when I first opened up the hood, it was cool because I knew I was better able to identify areas that I needed to really sort out. But it was kind of scary at first because you open up the hood and you're like, whoa, there's all these things that I didn't realize I haven't been properly dealing with. And then you can kind of slowly go in and reheal yourself. But if you've lived your whole life without dealing with them at all. It's an eye-opening experience. Now I'm at the point where if a feeling comes up, whether I'm anxious or angry, I'm like, okay, what do I need to give myself right now? What do I need to tell myself? And sometimes anxiety comes from a false narrative. I can get a really nice text and just get in my head about it. Sometimes it's just talking yourself out of this mm-hmm. negative self-talk, but then sometimes it's something that I didn't realize i have been holding on to that. That's where my anxiety is coming from. So I think it's yes. just a really cool the anxiety is just
0: your body telling you that it needs listening to it's a signal. It's just saying, Hey, over here, something needs tending to. Right. It's
1: honestly, I don't want to say it's fun, but like, it's, I don't freak out <laughs> when I get anxiety
0: anymore. Really <laughs> quickly. I love that now anxiety is fun, <laughs> but it, that's the way mindset. it is.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Because now your mindset is, oh, this is my edge. What can I learn from this? Cool. I'm about to expand.
1: Definitely. And I had like a few solo trips this year. So I've been spending a lot of time by myself, which I never really have done before. I was in Portugal last week and I was by myself a lot. And there were times when I was just getting in my head. And then it was weird. My growth mindset shifted to like, ooh, what am I going to learn about myself today? What is it that's bringing up these feelings that I can really dig into and better understand about myself?
0: Okay, so just to kind of fill everybody in who's listening, Lara said to me before we hit record, she had just gotten back from a trip. And she said, you know, I never ever thought that I would be going on a trip by myself. And now she's taken, what, two trips by herself? Yeah, this and year. I know. I love it. <laughs> it's a reflection of when you're doing things like that, you are open to actually sitting with yourself, which sometimes can be the really the scariest part of all this work. And I think a lot of us, I know myself when I was in what I call busy woman syndrome, the idea of just being with myself was like, I had to constantly have something to do so I could escape myself. So I could escape that quiet. It's scary. Nervous system isn't prepared for it when we've been practicing a certain way of being. And when you start to do this work, you start to really crave time with just you.
1: And I think it all goes back to the emotional healing part of hypnotherapy because... In the past, I felt like sitting by myself, I was always doing something to distract myself. I had so many bad coping mechanisms for my anxiety where I'm like, I feel it coming on. I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to order something yeah. on Postmates that's you know not good for me. I was just kind of band-aiding it in any way that I could to not deal with it. But it is when you start sitting with it. And it's it's not as scary once you kind of know how to interpret it and how to work through it. And that's just been huge for me to want to go on trips by myself. I never really thought I would do that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. Let's talk about what you just said about coping mechanisms. That's a beautiful segue because we've talked about like the anxiety and being able to sit with yourself and then what that actually means for your choices around wine and food. This is where... I spend a lot of time on this podcast explaining the connection between your emotional health and your physical health. If you really want to get to the root cause and create lasting physical change or taking better care of yourself, you have to start with the emotional health, right? So when you're able to sit with yourself, you develop that relationship. And when you start developing that relationship and loving who you are, it changes the way you look at wine and Postmates and these things where you start making decisions out of self-care, Am I loving myself with the food I'm putting in my body? And that might mean that some days you make a choice to have the sugar or have the glass of wine, but it comes from a place of, first of all, making sure that you've done your own emotional housekeeping. It's not a coping mechanism. It's not a treatment. Right. I feel grounded and I feel safe in my body and I'm loving myself. Okay. Now I'm going to savor a glass of wine because i'm yeah. making conscious choice about it not because i'm unconsciously leaning on it as a way to escape my anxiety
1: yeah and getting back to like the self love of it all i feel like I was in a bad mental place with dealing with my anxiety and a lot of points, and I had my inner child or my inner voice telling me, "I need this. I'm feeling angry and feeling anxious and feeling sad. And I just need you to pay attention to these and be able to cope with them." And my solution was just shoving her away in the corner. I don't want to deal with you. I do think it comes back to self love. Like, I don't really feel like I owe it to myself to do that right now. My coping mechanisms would basically be just to shut off my mind. Like, in the middle of the day, if I would get anxious, I would literally just take a, a nap on my lunch break. And our society too has so much ingrained oh, work day's over, rough day, have a glass of wine. And it just becomes so normal. That's what you do to to reward yourself, whether you had whether you had a really good day, it's a reward. Or if you had a really bad day, then it's also a reward. And it turns your thoughts off. And in the moment you're like, this is good. Now I don't have to think about all the things my body's trying to tell me. But then you wake up the next day and there's those things are still there. So it's just wanting to listen to your body enough. Once you start listening to what you
0: need, then you stop needing those things, you know. You just hit the nail on the head. Once you start listening to those things that you need you stop needing the negative coping mechanisms because eating something is never going to solve the emotional issue. The coping mechanisms fall away because you're not trying to fill a void with something that's never going to solve it.
1: I was just going to say now, like whenever I get anxiety, I'm like, okay, let me tune in words, see what I need. And then I give it to myself, whether it's just talking myself out of negative self-talk or giving myself credit for something. My body, I can physically feel like a wave of relief come over me. It's just cool when you can get to that point where you're like, oh, this came up and then I dealt with it. I never really had the ability to do that until I started working with you.
0: (laughs) Snaps. It's such a good feeling. (laughs) It's magic. (laughs) It's magic. It is a little bit magic. What's your go-to tool that you use Every day. Yeah. One, your recordings are where I used to take a
1: nap in the middle of the day if I was overwhelmed. Now I put those in because I feel just as relaxed when I come out of it, but also I feel like it actually was productive and not just we just shut my brain off for an hour and then come yeah. back and be frazzled again. So listening to the recorded sessions that we've done. And we've done enough tracks where I kind of know I'm stressed about making this one decision. So I know that wise guide is going to be a good one for that moment. Those have been really helpful, especially when I'm in the moment where I just really need something to calm me down. But you've also just taught me a lot of good practices in terms of like my morning routine is I have it like in the bag. And it helps me so much that if I don't wake up and journal and not look at my phone for 30 minutes, at the very minimum, those two items alone carry my day so much better than when I don't do that. I wake up and I know my day will go so much better when, if I do these things. The little daily practices and then just getting movement. Yeah. Anyone who's really stressed, it's like you feel so busy and overwhelmed. Oh, I don't even deserve to take a walk because then I'm going to be even more behind and then I'm going to get even more stressed out. And so really making that time to get
0: I want to interject something about that to kind of take it back to this conversation about anxiety. In hypnotherapy, we work a lot of with the analytical mind, but there's also a whole other piece of anxiety that's in the body. That's the bottom up processing. The body's actually holding that energy. Movement is so important because sometimes you can't think your way out of anxiety. You kind of have to move the body and let the energy release.
1: Definitely. I'm back in Pennsylvania now. So I have all these beautiful trees around me. I have a beautiful wooded area I can go walk into. So I get the movement and the nature peaceful element. And it helps once you realize that enough to kind of crave it. I'm not just like forcing myself to do it because I know I'll feel better. This is what I want to do whenever I'm in my head or, you know, my body is telling me that it just needs a little bit of movement. So.
0: Beautiful. Wow, Laura, it's really inspiring to hear your story and to see how far you've come. And hopefully those who are listening today can hear a little of themselves in you and see that there is another way and there are tools available. There is relief. And I think that's really the take-home message that I want to share with my listeners is that, that you are not stuck in anxiety. There are things you can do to help relieve, to help support yourself, to help shift that relationship with yourself. So thank you for being here.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I mean, above all, thank you for your help. I feel like a new person and just being able to actually deal with these issues I've been trying to work through my whole life or maybe avoid working through most of my life because I just didn't think that there were useful tools that would help me.
0: If you are ready to build a body you love by getting to the root of your health with one-on-one hypno coaching, schedule a free 30-minute consultation call at the link below. And you and I can talk about how to get results in your body that will actually stick or take a small, simple step and just join the happy body community. So if you click the link below, you'll get immediate access to my private members-only podcast, which includes mind-training episodes and the hypnosis starter pack with guided sessions designed to help you lose weight, lower stress, and get healthy for life in just a few minutes a day. And all of this is accessible right from your favorite podcast player. How cool is that? So just click that link below and I'll see you inside the membership.